leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. As people age, the ability of their eyes to focus on objects near to them weakens. The condition known as presbyopia affects more than 1.8 billion people worldwide. Though reading glasses provide a solution to the problem, Oasis Pharmaceuticals is developing a corrective eye drop it says will provide an alternative. We spoke to Alad Kadar, CEO of Oasis, about aging eyes. Its experimental eye drop intended to allow people to free themselves from a dependency on reading glasses and how it works. Alad, thanks for joining us. Sure, thank you. Pleasure to speak with you. We're going to talk about presbyopia, why many of us need reading glasses when we age, and, and your efforts to develop a corrective eye drop to treat the condition. Let's start with presbyopia. What is it? How does it manifest itself? And how does it progress? Okay, sure. So presbyopia is an age-related phenomena. Um, it's basically the, the loss of ability to focus on near objects. So, and, and, and resulting in the loss of ability to do day-to-day tasks that, that are associated with, you know, reading from near, for example reading the screen of your smartphone, reading a menu in the restaurant, etc. Um, it happens due to the uh, gradual decline in, in the elasticity of the lens in our eye. Um, so it's a natural aging process. It usually starts roughly at the age of 45, sometimes even a bit earlier, and it progresses with years. So, you know, you start with uh, putting your smartphone at, uh, uh, as far as possible. You move into uh, increasing the font of the screen. And eventually, it's inevitable to use um, some devices or any other help to improve your, improve your near vision. And, you know, the most common one so far has been reading glasses, but there are many other um alternatives now being developed, and, and us is one of them. Um, one more thing which is important to, to mention about presbyopia, it's almost inevitable. Um, eight out of every ten people exceeding the age of 45 will eventually have presbyopia, so it's a real um, global phenomenon. You have almost two billion people with presbyopia, 
worldwide and um, about 120 million people in the U.S. and the numbers continue to increase. So it's definitely um, quite a big phenomenon. You're developing an eye drop to treat the condition. This is CSF-1. What is CSF-1 and, and how does it work? Okay, so indeed it, uh, the product that we have developed is pharmaceutical eye drops, eye drops currently codenamed CSF-1. Um, and basically the way we work, we work through uh, what is called the pinhole effect. Our drug creates um, what is called a pupil modulation. So we constrict the pupil uh, but to a very limited amount, because if you constrict your pupil too much, it may create a negative phenomena. So the pupil constriction that we are able to achieve creates what is called a pinhole effect, which increases the depth of field, and this is what eventually improves the near vision. So that's actually a very common um, concept, in, in, in optics, in ophthalmology, but really the, the innovation that we have at Oracis is firstly that we are able to find that sweet spot that reaches the right amount of pupil modulation, which enables a superior uh, improvement of your near vision without any compromise on, on other elements such as distance vision or night vision or visual field that may be caused by um, too much of a pupil constriction. So, so that is one major element in our innovation. Another one is that we have a combination of existing and well-studied molecules in our drug, in our product, that enable not only eventually when you look at the whole package you see not only a superior near visual acuity improvement, but it also comes with, ver with several other important elements, such as very fast onset of action, long duration of action, a very comfortable feeling when you administer the drop, and finally, a very safe and tolerable product. This is eventually a quality of life product, and Safety and, safety and tolerability are always important, and especially when you refer to quality of life drugs. So that was achieved through using existing and well-studied molecules, but moreover, using very, very low concentration. So this is basically, in a nutshell, the innovation of Oracis and CSF-1. You, you mentioned that you found this sweet spot where someone using this can still have their other eyesight function. How wide a margin is there to operate in? Wide of a margin, you mean in terms of the pupil size? In terms of the eye drops affecting your ability to do things other than read. Yeah, so, so you know, we, we, in all our studies, we have been clearly demonstrating uh, that the pupil reduction was strong enough and showed really great results on the near vision. But in addition to, you know, the traditional endpoints, safety endpoints of, of every study, we actually also tested those relevant endpoints that, that would make sure that there are no other safety or tolerability concerns. So, for example, we tested 
impact on distance vision in regular luminance, in low luminance, and we saw that there was no negative impact, even a tiny improvement which was attributed to the increase in depth of field, but obviously the key here is to, to being able to demonstrate that you are not negatively affecting distance vision, because obviously if you would use eye drops for presbyopia that improve your near vision, but then it comes on the account on distance vision, whether low or, or, or regular luminance, that's definitely going to be a, a, a very limiting factor, and we wanted to avoid that. So this is why the range that we have is such that it's not getting into all those danger zones, let's say, of too strong of a pupil constriction. How was CSF-1 discovered? Well, it was, as I mentioned, it was a, um, it's a combination of existing and well-studied molecules using also existing concepts, but um, it was eventually discovered through um, uh, understanding that there is a very clear unmet need here in, the, in, the, in this space of presbyopia, understanding that the mechanism of action of pinhole effect and increasing depth of field is something that can definitely work. However, the attempts until our uh, research were not in the area of pharmaceutical eye drops. There was, for example, an attempt to improve near vision through inlays that are being inserted to the eye through the same concept of pinhole effect and, uh, and, and increasing depth of field. But obviously, it's um, um, an invasive procedure that has potentially long-term complications, and therefore it wasn't really very successful. But the inventors of our formula and, and, uh, of CSF-1 thought about those ideas and those concepts and realized that that can be actually applied using pharmaceutical eye drops that would actually make te temporary correction and not necessarily a fixed inlay that is being put in the eye. And then following a very long process of optimization, you know, finding the right ingredients, again, from, from the pool of existing ingredients that have already been administered to the eye, finding the right ingredients, uh, optimizing the combination, optimizing the concentrations, eventually we are able to find the right formula that, that so far in all our clinical studies have been demonstrating great results, both on the efficacy and on the safety and tolerability. Well, you recently announced results from a phase 2B clinical trial. What exactly is known about the safety and efficacy of the drops? Yeah, so efficacy was, was really exceptional. Um, we actually used uh, the primary endpoint was three-line improvement, which is a standard um, test for near visual acuity improvement using uh, even the specific chart that the FDA considers as a standard one called ETDRS. So we, we were able to demonstrate three line of improvement, which is really a meaningful near visual acuity improvement. Just, just, just to illustrate that, two lines improvement are actually considered meaningful by ophthalmologists, meaningful near visual acuity. So let alone three line, which is, you know, 50% more in a way. So, so definitely a meaningful improvement. And on the safety and tolerability, we actually tested, you know, all the um, traditional ones, uh, as well as 
specific ones that are related to our drug and, you know, overall presbyopia eye drops. So I mentioned earlier impact on distance vision, and we saw no negative impact and even a small improvement. We saw no change in eye redness. We saw great results in comfort, which, again, in such a drug is very important. And overall, you know, the, 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 the safety and tolerability profile was really, really exceptional. Consistent, by the way, with all the studies we did before, so not a surprise, but definitely um, seeing that in a much more robust study, more than 160 patients, that was done in the U.S., um, it definitely very encouraging result. How long do the effects last, and, and how often would someone use the drops, and under what circumstances? Well, in terms of effects, firstly, it's important also to mention onset of action, and the onset of action um, is very, very fast. In terms of the duration of effect, it lasts several hours, it's a pharmacological eye drop, so it's not a fixed number per person, but definitely we saw a, a profile of several hours of duration. Um, so this is about the duration of action. Remind me the second question. Well, under what circumstances would someone use the drops? Okay, so, 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 so that's a very important question. It's a quality of life drug, and there is not going to be any... Um, prescription that, that, that you're obliged to follow in terms of whether once a day or twice a day, you really use it when you want it. And then it becomes really individual. Some people would like to have the impact of uh, such a drug for many hours during the day. For example, when they go to the office in the morning and they want to have the effect for, you know, typical working day of, I don't know, eight or nine hours. Others for example, would like to use such a drug uh, occasionally. Uh, for example, when they go to a restaurant on Friday night and they don't want to take the, to use the reading glasses when they read the menu or, or after that when, when, when they get a check. So it really is going to vary um, and depend first and foremost on, on, and, 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 and only on the, on the will of every individual that is going to use the drug. Is the expectation that this would be a prescription product or would this be sold over the counter? So, uh, you know, that hasn't been finalized yet. Uh, there is definitely a, a, a potential for it to become a prescription drug at, at the first stage and move maybe to an over-the-counter at the later stage, but this is something that still needs to be finalized in the, by the time that we launch the product. And is the expectation that you would commercialize this on your own, or would you seek a, a partner or, or sell it? Um, this is something that we haven't really uh, discussed in public yet, um, but um, I, I can definitely share with you that we are definitely making all the efforts in order to make the product uh, available as soon as possible in the market, and we will make sure that the product becomes um you know, eventually available to everybody. Firstly, in, uh, in the U.S. market, uh, that's our key market for now, but definitely at the later stage also to other key markets globally because, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a, global, it's a global phenomena, um, and, and we think that this is a product that can really benefit people all over the world. And is, 
Is there a pipeline behind this product, or is, is this what the company will be forever? The company now focuses mainly on that product, which is, you know, uh, definitely um, a, a very clear unmet need and, and, you know, a huge population out there. Um, so that's definitely our main project. And, and who do you expect to be the market for this product? You, obviously, there's a, a, a large population with the condition, but you know, who, who do you expect to target as the, the primary user? Well, you know, we, we haven't really gone into, uh, you know, detailed um, disclosing of all marketing uh, uh, plans of the product. Um, I can share with you, however, that, you know, clinically speaking, the product is really, except for, you know, people with very, potentially very unique eye complications, um, for the vast majority of people with presbyopia, um, which are, you know, probably around the ages of 45 to 65, this is probably the main group, uh, but there are definitely some outliers below and above. Uh, for most of them, the product is going to be um, relevant into clinically and helpful. Um, so, so you know, eventually, you know, the market is is going to be to be very very big, and the product is going to be affordable for everybody. Well, I mean that 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 leads an interesting question. I mean, you're ultimately competing against eyeglasses, which are safe and effective, and while I sometimes am shocked at what I spend for my eyeglasses, from an economic point of view, you know, I imagine using a, an eye drop on a, a regular basis would be more expensive. Is there, does, does that restrict you in any way on what kind of value you can get out of the product? Well, you know, we, we haven't uh, announced pricing yet. I, I can definitely share with you that we want people to be able to use that product on a daily basis. Therefore, our attention is eventually to launch the product with a price which is really affordable for people to use it on a regular basis. So, so um, definitely, you know, you mentioned reading glasses and, 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 you know, there are other types of glasses such as bifocals or multifocals. Um, and, you know, I don't think that once we launch our drops, we are going to eliminate reading glasses from the world. Um, in a way, similar to what happened, you know, a couple of decades ago with the cinema and the video. You know, the video came in the meantime, moved into DVD and streaming, etc. And the cinema, cinema is still out there. Um, so I, I also believe that reading glasses will still be out there. We are just offering another alternative that many people will uh, really like as a complete alternative for reading glasses. Some may like it, uh, you know, maybe occasionally over the weekend or on specific activities. But it's definitely, we foresee it to become a real um, important alternative within the current therapies for presbyopia these days, which, which currently are very limited. So, so I think that launching and introducing such a simple, safe, uh, effective solution for presbyopia is going to be a refreshing addition to that market. Is there any chance you see getting reimbursement for a product like this? 
we we actually we we haven't really started to to discuss that. Uh, I do know that um, I mean to discuss that with PBMs etc. in the U.S. I do know that there are some levels of reimbursement in some specific programs uh, for visual uh, uh, aids, but with or without reimbursement, we want to make sure that the price is going to be affordable for people to use it. Uh, what's the path forward? What's it going to take to, to bring this to market? So we finished very successfully phase 2B. Results were very clear and, and we almost immediately started our preparations to phase 3, which is the pivotal study before launch. Um, and we are working very hard on um, um, finalizing all the preparations for the phase 3 and we are planning to start it very, very soon in the coming months. Um, once we complete the phase three, um, and based on the results, we are going to move into all relevant regulatory activities in order to launch the product as soon as possible. Alad Kedar, Chief Executive Officer of Oasis. Alad, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much. Pleasure talking with you. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.